Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling. Harness Racing at Albion Park this afternoon. Eight race program, action gets underway at 1.47. It's a good card, but there's also some nice horses trialling today. Turn It Up steps out, and the Group 1 Golden Girl steps out as well in Gerada's Delight. Of course, she's trained by Jack Butler, and he's about to join us first up this morning. He's online now. Jack, good morning. Hey, Chris, how you going? I'm really well. Gerard's delight going around for a little trial this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, she's just come back. Um, she just had like ten days off after the after the carnival, and um, yeah, she's come back as good as ever, I think. And um, yes, you know, it's quite a nice trial today, but um, she'll get a good hit out without having to do too much. So yeah, it should be good. Okay, as we know, she went off at such huge odds when she won the Golden Girl, but she was so good winning that race, so deserving. Were you disappointed with that early scrimmage in the Blacks of Fake, her most recent start? Because it, it just didn't pan out the way most expected. But for you guys with Gerada's Delight, it was a good opportunity just to see where she sort of fit. But you just didn't get that opportunity because of that early scrimmage. How did you find it? Yeah, exactly right, Chris. Um, she, she, her sectionals were still unbelievable in that. And, um, yeah, if that scrimmage didn't happen, we obviously a hell of a lot closer. And, um, yeah, you know, we we'll, we'll wrap with a run. She um, she went she ran above and beyond herself. I feel, um, but like you said, we didn't really get a good crack at it. And um, but that's racing, and you know things can happen. So, but yeah, we we were wrapped. No doubt you would have had to have the the discussion with owner Ray Carl about what the future holds with Gerada's delight. Do we retire at the end of this or coming into this breeding season? Do we push on? The decision has been made. She is going to race on for another season. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Ray breeds a fair few, and um, he hasn't really got any racing at the moment. So he said, let's give her another season, and if she's going good enough, have another crack at the Golden Girl next year, and then we can look at going to start after that. So uh, I-, I was quite happy with it, and because um, she's a lovely mare, and, um, you know, she's still quite well graded, to be honest, up here. And, um, you know, and if she can sort of go for another blow sort of during the year and then we'll get her back for the Golden Girl hopefully um, next year and have another crack at it. Yeah, it'll be great to have her back trying to defend her title. Yeah, definitely, you know, it's um, it, it'd be a, a, a dream come true for us all really, but uh, she's a long way to go yet, but um, what can happen between now and then, but as I said, she's in good order now and um, yeah, we'll just see how she goes today and then start just looking at picking off a few races for her in the next few weeks and yeah we'll go from there so does it build towards the summer carnival jack there's going to be some nice races nice options for you to look at with gerardo's delight so is that the immediate focus the summer carnival oh most definitely chris yeah that's that's sort of why we freshen it straight up after that and um that that is actually obviously the next target for her and um yeah we're sort of hopefully she can step up again and um get, and see how we go but you know, like i said she's um She's relished with those, you know, uh, 10 days off and, and what have you, and she's come back quite good, and um, it looks a picture, and, yeah, that, that's that's where we're at. Mm. And, and obviously, because of COVID, it, it's hard to sort of plan interstate trips, uh, given what's going on. So that's just something that you're just going to have to sort of, you know, uh, weigh up and see, given the right time, hopefully. 
Yeah, that's right. We just got to play by ear, you know, for what's on down there and that. But um, yeah, we'll just have to. I mean, we're all we're all up in the air with COVID, aren't we? But um, yeah, yeah, we'll just play by ear and, and just and see how it goes, see what, what comes of it. All right, let's focus on the three runners for the stable today. Race one, the Trotter, one night out. He was really good when he won two starts ago. Things just didn't go to plan last week. Is he better at this distance range of 2,138 metres compared to the longer trips, in your opinion? Yeah, I think so, Chris. He sort of showed that, didn't he, in his last two runs. Um, yeah, I was a touch disappointed with his last run. He, um, he seems, we seem to think he's better off rolling out up, up wide or whatever on his own. He sort of gets on the back of a helmet and just sort of doesn't really want to come wide, but he's a bit of a cunning old bugger. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's... Um, I think you're right. He's, he's a lot better horse over the 21 for sure. This is well within his reach. If he can deliver what he did two starts ago, he can beat this field. Yeah, definitely. He's um, you know, he's, he's worked really good since last week, and um, yeah, he's just uh, he's just a nice, honest old fella. And um, you know, if he can sort of be around there too, not too far off him, sort of, I'm sure they'll know he's in it. Okay. We go across to race seven today. The claimer, two runners uh, in this race for the stable, AFL. And Sabraj, just firstly on Sabraj, going as well as ever, this guy, so consistent at the moment, he's in the right sort of company, he's found his niche, and he's just low-flying. Yeah, he's been a great art horse to us, and, um, you know, he just steps like just steps out every week and, and earns, and, and very consistent, and, um, you know, the 21's probably not ideal for him, but um, we, we just got to, yeah, just hope we can get in there somewhere, I'm not sure, I haven't had a great look at that field, but... Um, you know, he flies the gate, so we'll just hopefully we can... I don't know, I'll leave that up to Breno, whether he'll go forward or try and just slot in, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he's, he's just a lovely old horse, and um, yeah, he just keeps earning a check every week. And AFL, if, if he's at his best, he's going to be more than competitive here? I actually, to be honest with you, I thought it was one of my better chances of the day each way. He's... Um, his run last week was awesome. He would have been awesome on the sectionals and um, coming off a slow first half. And, you know, he was he didn't get beat very far. And um, he's more of a 2,100 horse than he is a miler. So, you know, I, I reckon he's got a good show today. Yeah, I'm not surprised that you, you sort of lean towards him, uh, given that this race is going to sort of pan out nicely. He, he can be a little bit funny, though. He can make those sort of odd errors. But uh, when he puts it all together, he, he's a very competitive type. Yeah, most definitely. He's got a mind of his own, the old fella. But um, yeah, when he's when he puts his best foot forward, he, he can actually run a bit. And um, you know, he's a bit like Sabraj. You know, he's probably found his grade now, like in the in the claimers, and and that uh, sort of suits him a bit. So um, yeah, hopefully he can sort of come out and do a job today. All right. Well, fingers crossed with those three runners today. I've got to ask, Danger Zone is he still out in the paddock, or has he returned to work? No, no, no. He he's still in the paddock. He'll have three months off, and then um, yeah, we'll um, we'll get him back in and go from there. And um, yeah, hopefully he's got a bit bigger and stronger and and filled out a lot. He had to fill out a fair bit. He's a big raw bone fella. And uh, um, lunchbox Jackie up lunchbox and Scott. They said he's doing really well. So um, yeah, hopefully he can step up and do a good job for us next year. Yeah, I'm sure he will. When he's a fully furnished product. He's going to be a lovely big horse. Yeah, most definitely. He's, um, you know, he, he just, like I said, he had to fill out for sure. He's sort of, as you probably know, he's a big raw bone fella. But once he does that, I think he'll be a, a beautiful looking horse. And, um, you know, as a rule, the horses buy, they, they sort of get better as they get older. So 
that's sort of what we're sort of hoping for. And, um, you know, you can just yeah, keep stepping up and hopefully we can look at derbies and things like that next year. All going well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully we get back to a little bit of normality by that stage. Jack, really appreciate the time today. Uh, best of luck with those runners and hopefully Gerardo's Delight trials to your expectations and we'll see her back at the track in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Chris. It is a good program at Albion Park today and there's several key runners stepping out. None more so than this former Kiwi who lines up in race number six today. His name is Hector. He's beautifully bred. He's by Better's Delight out of a Christian Cullen Mare, so he's bred on that Golden Cross, and he's having his first local start today. He's now under the care of Ben Battle, and Ben joins us online now. Ben, appreciate the time. Yeah, no worries, Chris. Thank you, mate. He's an intriguing horse, Hector. Yeah, no, he, he is. He, um, he, he formed, you know, over in New Zealand, was, uh, um, you know, was, was pretty solid. Um, you know, all, he, all his runs were at, at headquarters there on a, on a Friday night. And uh, I think he had two starts as a two-year-old and then two again as a three-year-old. And, um, you know, all in them, them better class races. And, and he's sort of never been beat any more than a couple of metres. So uh, hopefully he can bring that bring that form across the ditch. Okay. Comes from, from a, a good stable, Barry Purden, Scott Phelan. So what can we expect fresh up today here, drawn out in gate seven over the mile? Um, yeah, obviously the, the draw, um, you know, doesn't do him any favours. You, you never want to sort of draw out there wide. But, um, you know, he's been, been over here since I think he arrived on the, the 20th of July. So, um, you know, he's, we've sort of spent, spent plenty of time just taking our time, getting him uh, getting him back up to, you know, getting him to acclimatise and getting him back up ready for the races again. So hopefully we've uh, got him sharp enough and forward enough to overcome the bad gate today. Okay. Was there any temptation about giving him a public trial? Um, we sort of tinkered with the idea, but uh, we we actually took him over to uh, Marburg and give him a uh, a bit of a, a workout over there a, a couple of weekends ago, and we were more than happy with his uh, with his run over there, and he, his track work's been nice and strong. So um, you know, we think we've got him about as forward as what we could have him. Okay. How do you rate this field as far as the opposition goes? Do you think it's a strong race? Do you think it's a winnable race? How do you sort of line it up? Um, yeah, well, it, it, it looks a tricky one on paper, Chris. There's a, you know, a couple of horses that sort of don't know a whole heap about. Um, Steve Sandy sold it, uh, joins his stable from down the Riverina area. Um, you know, he's probably got strong enough form from down there. Um, coming, you know, north to Queensland, and Steve obviously does an awesome job with his horses. Um, you know, I think he's first up with, without a public trial either for Steve's barn and um, Marissa's horse. Um, you know, he, he's been performing pretty well and running some nice races there at Albion Park. So, um, yeah, there, there's a few there that, um, you know, look difficult enough to beat, that's for sure. Okay, but whatever he does today, you think there's some more improvement to still to come? Yeah, I, I hope so, Chris. Yeah, we, we've, as I said, we've, we've been really happy with his, his work leading into this run and, and I'm sure, as you said, the yeah, I'll have to take natural improvement with a bit of race fitness on his side after today. But, um, you know, hopefully he can put in a decent performance first up. Okay, well, fingers crossed. How, how would he compare to another former Kiwi that you've had in recent times in Call Me Keith? Um, yeah, it's sort of hard to, to get much of a gauge on. He's a, he's a typical better's delight, this guy. He, he doesn't excite you too much in track work. He, he really only does what what he has to do and, 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 and nothing more really. So he's pretty hard to get a gauge on, but, um, you know, so far from his work, I, I think he's probably every bit as good as, uh, as call me Keith, if not a little bit better so far, but, uh, let's hope he brings that to, to game day.
okay. And just on Call Me Keith, what's he up to? Uh, he had a bit of an injury. Uh, he was scratched from, from the races a couple of months ago. He, he had a bit of a paddock accident, actually cut his leg, and uh, he had some minor surgery just to, to flush out the, the tendon sheath in his, his offside hind leg. And um, He had a, a number of months off in the paddock and a bit of rehabilitation, but he, he's back jogging, and uh, he's probably about three or four weeks off starting a little bit of pace work again. So uh, hopefully um, we can get the big fella back. We we're, were pretty devastated when he uh, went a bit of a miss. So... Hopefully we can get him back. Yeah, he's a nice horse though, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, Chris. Yeah, he, he sort of, the races, a couple of races that he won, you know, before he got injured, he'd sort of raced outside of his pattern. I think he, I think he's a lot better sit sprint horse than, than what he is probably doing the work and, and leading. Um, you know, I think probably his best run was uh, where he actually didn't figure in the finish at, at Albion Park over 2100. He run close and splits of, uh, I think it was about 54, 6, 26, 9. And, did that with the plugs in that day so I actually think he um you know when he gets up in grade a little bit and, and driven a bit more conservative and driven for his speed I think he'll um end up making a nice horse that guy yeah no doubt no doubt you're in the winner's circle last Friday night strong response was able to uh, deliver and he did it in good style as well it didn't come as any surprise uh, some of his recent efforts have been really good and uh, he made his own luck there on Friday night sat parked out and he was able to win well yeah, he's got a few tricks, that guy. I think he's got a bit of a motor also, but he's, um, you know, he's still very green and immature and, and just learning how to be a racehorse. But uh, I'm hoping, you know, one of these days, if, if, if and when the penny drops, I, I think he can actually go on and, and be a nice enough little horse himself. But, um, you know, he's desperately unlucky probably Friday week ago when he, he was sort of 1-1 and, and never got a look at him. And, um, you know, he's... He took luck, luck out of the equation the other night, even though he, he probably didn't show his best race in matters. He got pretty keen, you know, early on in mid-race. But, um, you know, he's done a good job probably to slip away and, and hold on, really. Yeah, no, he looks like he's going to win a few more races, judging by the way he did that on Friday night. Now, you've got to set the record straight for me here this morning, Ben. Have I got the right information that the stable stalwart, Whiskey Blaze, has run his final race? Has he found a retirement home? Uh, yeah, the old boy, we, we finished up with him a couple of weeks ago and, uh, yeah, he just sort of uh, up in that up in that real hard grade there where he's, he's probably just not racing quite at his, his best and um, we didn't want to keep pressing on with him and, and sort of tarnish his record when we know he wasn't sort of right. He tries his backside off every time he goes on the track and it just wasn't sort of happening for him. So we decided to uh, finish up with him and pull the pin. I, I actually was approached by... Uh, a lady from down at Logan Village um, asking if I would be interested in, um, you know, letting her take him and do the show show seasons with him. So uh, I sort of haven't had a chance to get back to her and have a chat to her about it yet, but um, you could sort of foresee that as, as being some sort of future for him just to, uh, you know, go around the show circuit and then he can come back here and and uh, be a paddock, paddock ornament, so to speak, here at home when, <laughs> when the show seasons aren't on. Well, he deserves it because he's been so, such a good horse for such a long period of time. And I can understand it, it would have been frustrating towards the end because he wasn't running bad races. And when you looked at his sectionals, he was still running really good numbers. But um, just at that level, there's just there's just no room for, for error, so to speak. So if you weren't getting the luck, you weren't getting the prize money. So it would have been um, a difficult spot. Yeah, that's for sure, Chris. Like it, it makes it so hard with... 
you know, horses of, of that grade and that calibre, there's there's really nowhere to hide for them or, or no real races, I don't think, that are, you know, programmed or programmed well for that those type of horses. And, um, you know, he, he was running an average mile of probably a mid-54 week in, week out, and, and more or less not competitive, which, you know, it's it, it just shows how strong racing in Queensland's got nowadays. But, um, yeah, it just makes it so hard that you just you, you can't sort of let them bash their head against the brick wall and they're, they're not getting the result. And his style of racing probably doesn't help him either. He's, he's a horse that's got to be driven for speed and driven, you know, with one run. So all the time he sort of needs a few things to go right in the run for him and it just wasn't happening for him. So we, we sort of thought it would be the, the best and the right thing by the horse just to uh, finish up with him, you know, while he was still healthy and, and probably racing you know, somewhere near his best, obviously, as I said, he probably wasn't racing at his, at his best level, but, um, you know, you're still whacking away and, and doing his best, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So how many in work? Is there room for a few others? Um, yeah, we've got about 22 here uh, in work at the moment, so we're, we're pretty busy here um, just now, but uh, sort of the year and season sort of slowed up now, and uh, we ended up getting through about 26 breakers this year, so that was good. We had good numbers of them flowing through, you know, from the Eland sales and and obviously other homebred horses. So that was that was good and exciting that we're sort of getting them sort of numbers coming through and some nice stocks sort of flowing through the ranks. So uh, yeah, but we've got a, quite a few sort of race ones working up and and up and travelling race horses here at the moment. So it's it's really good and really exciting times. Hopefully we can keep pressing on. Yeah, absolutely. You do a great job with your team. Hopefully you're in the winner's circle later today with Hector, who's first up. Really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside. Good on you, Chris. Thanks, mate. See you in there today.